Good evening. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Mind Hack. Episode 11. Number 11. One, that is right. One. It is one. I, one, <laughs> and I, one. the other one, known <laughs> as Fernando. That makes us two. Put together, it's 11. Bam, <laughs> mind hacked. Uh, we didn't really go to school, so. <laughs> not take our word, peoples. All right. It's not financial advice. Or math class, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah, none of that. So, thank you, everybody, for joining us on today's episode. Here with, yeah, Juan. Wanted to talk about stuff. Juan, what do you feel like talking about, sir? I don't know why you're asking me. When you're the one that has a list of notes over there. That is true. It seems like you're the one that wants to talk about it. I do have a list of notes. (laughs) It is is what I do. All right. I I take notes. I study before I get in front of y'all people or in your ears before (laughs) you insert me in your earlobe to be listened to. Well, they... They probably have like a picture painted of you. Do they? You know. Well, yeah. I mean, For they hear our don't. voices, so they yeah. probably have pictures painted of us. Like, that that, that would be like. interested, right? Yeah. You know, I wonder if that they get that I'm six one, ah, chiseled, four hundred pounds, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all with missing one leg. That's right. A toe for a. But I got the one that counts. <laughs> That's right. What? That's all <laughs> <laughs> Don't they both matter? The I legs, man. <laughs> one that counts. I was in, I was in front. The one that can hold you yeah. up. Just balance, you know, like a, like a totem pole. You know, pretty much. You know? Ouch. That's right. Painful as it is. <laughs> oh, man. So that beautiful description of us, yes. And what do you look like, sir? Me? Yeah. What, like what do you think DeVito. they pictured? Danny DeVito. Yeah. Kind of short. And I'm sure that's what they picture. Stocky. Yeah. Stocky. Yeah. That's, but, what, uh, that's what they see, probably. No, because Danny DeVito's got to be they probably kinda see, kinda like, some uh, surfer dude, maybe. More skater. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess, like, yeah. SoCal. Yeah. Skater. Yeah. I mean, you did skate. Yeah. Not for long, though. But. Like, a couple years, yeah. You skated more than you ever surfed. That's true. I only served zero. Yeah. So, so you're, you're close to being um, a skater boy, I believe. Uh, That's what it is referred oh, to. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Avril Lavigne made a song about you. <laughs> Thank God I wasn't skating at that time. Because <laughs> that would have just like made me throw away my skateboard. At that point? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, back to reality here. Aww. I know, right? Yes. Well, there's a lot going on in the world. There's always been a lot going on in the world. Some things that perhaps people come to know about, uh, they find out about it, and then later on, we forget. Like the following. My notes are on Operation High Jump. Huh? That's right. Operation High Jump. Now, this here uh, happened in 1946 and 1947. Now, Juan actually has a lot of knowledge as well on this. So, do you want to talk about uh, who was in charge of Operation High Jump? I learned about this stuff through UFOs. Okay. Uh, so, there was, somehow there was a big connection between UFOs and uh, 
center of the earth, uh, which is Fernando. What is what is Fernando referring to when he means Operation High Jump? Because uh, it was a, a military operation to go to Antarctica, um, not intended to find a hole there, but the person in charge of that expedition was uh, Admiral Byrd, uh, who at the time was the most decorated uh, official uh, and explorer and military personnel to take on this great uh, feat. Uh, so, of course, you know, he was the go-to person. It was no-brainer. The government's like, mm. duh, he's done it before in other expeditions. I believe he went to North the North Pole. He's uh, known for that expedition, for completing the first expedition for the North Pole. That's true. And yeah. he found Mount uh, Kinley or some shit like that in uh, Antarctica. Oh, did he? Yeah. So, he's known for discovering that. Um, I do have uh, yeah my notes that uh, he started off in 1924. It was 1926. That he was the navigator, uh, the pilot was Floyd Bennett, and they did fly over the North Pole. Yeah. Now, there was a little bit uh, a controversy in that because <laughs> they technically came back and said that he was 150 miles short of it. So the actual title went, you know, to, to some other guys. Uh, it was Ronald Amundsen, Norway, Lincoln Ellsworth, US, and Umberto Nubil from Italy. But yeah, I mean, given that, not only did he uh, do that expedition to the North Pole, he actually had a transatlantic uh, flight. So one of the first ones. Oh, yeah. He went across the Atlantic, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and as well as did, no? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he, you know, to what you were saying, he was the most no, decorated. Arctic, the Arctic. Uh, no, he started uh, from there to go into the Arctic. Mm-hmm. So so they he actually had uh, multiple expeditions that they went um to uh antarctica um but yeah sorry just wanted to add that well well he actually received the medal of honor oh yeah yeah that's so, the most yeah the yeah. most the highest uh you know you can get in military so so this wasn't you know just somebody that was like in yeah the military or whatever this was or like you some know, sort of competition like hey you know yeah. guys if you think you're the best of the best he was yeah he was a national hero yeah you know? yeah so Kind of, uh, FDR chosen to lead, uh, this expedi- expedition. The very first ones actually that he did take, uh, were financed, uh, by very, very wealthy people. Um, one of them being Els- Edsel Ford and John D. Rockefeller. They gave him $400,000. From Ford cars and Rockefeller <laughs> finances. That is correct, sir. That's right. All they the bankrolled. Banks. Well, it worked out because actually uh, they did name uh, a high uh, mountain after uh, Rockefeller. Rockefeller Mountains in Antarctica. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a what, terrible name. Nobody will ever what, call him that, dude. <laughs> that's what money. We're going to call him. The internet's going to call it something else. And that's what money does. You we'll know? call him Bird Mountain. It just. Uh, well, that is separate, actually, aside from Rockefeller Mountains. So his space is, I mean, Antarctica is so vast. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, so they're not, like, calling it one or the other bird. It's, he actually has his own mountains that were named after him. That's fine. We're just not going to call Rockefeller Mountains because <laughs> fuck them. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so so they did uh, went to go explore the Antarctic. Uh, and then you were talking about uh, the next part, which is the most interesting part of what actually they discovered. 
Well, nobody knows except him. Well, I, I guess what he spoke about that they saw. Allegedly, allegedly, he was flying over Antarctica, and when he was about halfway, he kind of um, started saying that I guess weather was getting bad. I believe he said it started getting foggy. He couldn't really see much. And then it started to get windy. He started kind of lost control. He didn't know where he was. All of a sudden, he found himself almost being guided. Uh, he said he felt like, I think, um, or like his ship or, or his uh, uh, aircraft was uh, under the control of something else. And they were kind of pulling him. Mm. And he noticed that he was going down into like a big ass hole, basically. And he noticed that the hole was in the ground. Uh, but when he went into the hole, uh, he started seeing like wildlife and trees and animals and insects and plants and waterfalls and people like an atmosphere yeah 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 a whole nother world um i don't know if he passed out in the process and then came to uh but he described all this stuff. and along he also this this is where the ufo part comes in because he said he saw ships flying around that he could not describe um as being from made from us first of all like right. human made and being made from that time which was the 50s 40s this is the mid 40s you're right so i mean there are airplanes they're fighter planes but yeah. they're very limited yeah you know do they have jets at the time no i don't right? believe they, they have, have no they have jet no, no they don't have jet fighters um but because it was just uh, the end of world war Two. so yeah i mean and also at the time this this goes back to um the the uh, a cult Nazi, uh, pretty much, uh, regime that they had going on where Hitler himself was very interested in the occult. So he did a lot of, um, or took on a lot of adventures into places where like holy books would talk about like places, you know, like Jerusalem or, or, or Buddhist temples in the mountains of, uh, Kilimanjaro or whatever and Antarctica. Um, yeah, I was going to say unknown. that was. He sent yeah. people everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. to pretty much find relics and find ancient technologies and find proof of these ancient advanced civilizations and aliens or whatnot. Because he himself said that they got help from mm-hmm. other beings with the technology that they had. Well, because that's it was, where... It was that's pretty where, advanced. Right. That's where Antarctica has always been, you know, kind of really, well, really interesting, number one, for the exploration that they were doing. Uh, that we were talking about, you know, Admiral uh, Byrd, as well as what you were just talking about, you know, with um, the Germans at the time through Hitler and the Nazis, uh, that they were establishing uh, bases. And it is believed, actually, that they did establish a military base, you know, yeah, they uh, did, in yeah. Antarctica. Yeah. Part of, you know, uh, one of the early uh, missions was actually to to squash, basically, the, 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 the any, any, any remnants of the Third Reich. Um, the other interesting part about Antarctica, uh, is actually the Antarctic Treaty System. Uh, now, this was the first arms control agreement, uh, established during the Cold War. And Antarctica is, you know, the only, the only continent without any native population. Um, but yet, in the beginning, all 12, you know, of the biggest, uh, nations, biggest countries signed it. So Argentina was in the, you know, front line. France at the time, Soviet Union, Japan, UK, you know, USA. Now, mind you, they had just gone through, you know, the Cold War, right? Um, but 
there's always been conflict as you know with these countries, but they've always remained in this treaty to the point now that it's actually uh, 54 countries now that are in this you know treaty. Um, what I have seen in other conspiracy theories uh, is the involvement of Argentina, uh, where uh, there was like a large uh, colonization that they were trying to do of Germans into uh, Argentina. There is a large population of Germans. They tried to, right, they tried to basically, you know, like... It was an escape place. Yeah, and they yeah. tried to do villages, yeah. you know. But, uh, I mean, now they do have a lot of, obviously, mixed, you know, mixed race. Yeah, it's also like a launching point for Antarctica. Right. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. So, actually, the main office um, since 05 of the Antarctic Treaty System uh, is based out of out of uh, Argentina uh, in Buenos Aires. Um, and there was even, you know, again, there's always been a connection because there was even after, you know, during World War II, uh, there was even a, a theory, a conspiracy theory. Uh, that Hitler actually escaped yeah. to uh, Argentina. And from yeah. there that he went to Alaska in a U-boat. Alaska or mm-hmm. Antarctica? Antarctica, sorry. Antarctica uh, in a U-boat. Um, so, you know, and, and Antarctica is not open uh, for regular folk. I mean, yes, people can pay to go to, like, exhibitions and stuff, but it's all, like, you know, pre-planned. You can't just, like... Yeah, show up and like, like I'm, not, I'm gonna sail my boat there and yeah. just you know like you start exploring yeah, like, you can't you know nah military so, will intervene right away so again it's you know it's 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 super interesting because the world can't seem to agree on anything yet this treaty has not been broken since you know it was adopted uh it has only you know grown um they say that it's for you know research uh, but I mean, it's been known, uh, that they have built military bases, you know, and not just, uh, Germany, but also the U.S. I mean, uh, I think, uh, most of, you know, the big nations have built some sort of military, military base. Um, the other thing too is, uh, recently the discovery of other pyramids, uh, in, you know, Antarctica. Uh, this is through, you know, uh, satellite mapping and imaging, uh, that they've uncovered. So, at one point, you know, was there maybe, you know, no, was it maybe not covered in ice? Uh, and then well, to what yeah, you were saying, that, I mean, that it wasn't covered in ice all the time. Cause the other thing that, you know, um, so Admiral Richard E. Byrd later on as being, you know, recognized as a national hero and having, you know, all those, uh, being highly decorated actually went on, you know, like, uh, what was shocking is that he actually went uh, on TV interviews and gave interviews, uh, yeah. and he spoke about what he saw. And what it, one of the, I remember one of the clips that I saw, he spoke about how um, it was such a, a vast opening land that he spoke like, basically like, like another U.S., uh, and it was like even bigger, but it was just like this one flat section that he was talking about. Uh, and he, he spoke about how, most likely there would be, you know, all these, uh, you know, natural minerals, you know, that mm-hmm. they would, they would, you know, obviously get in. Um, for, again, reasons unknown to us, uh, everywhere else they've, you know, explored, you know, as far as drilling for oil or drilling for natural resources uh, or natural, you know, precious metals. Uh, yet Antarctica uh, being this, quote unquote, according to, you know, him, this vast resource of all this, you know, uh, 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 minerals and, 
uh, again, you know, precious metals, it's not being, you know, explored. Um, so it's like, okay, are there other reasons, you know, I mean, obviously Private the reserve, weather, dude. you know, at right? one point. That's why all the countries are <laughs> signing up because they're like, I want to get a slice of those reserves. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. That possibly, possibly. Like it's flooded with oil and shit because there's fossils down there. You know, they haven't been touched for it hasn't been right. that, of years. That was, that was my, that was my point is that, you know, it's so vast. Uh, because, you know, it, it is obviously difficult to kind of picture Antarctica. There's, uh, maps, uh, modern maps now portray it, you know, as really not that huge, just, you know, kind of in the South Pole, uh, that just kind of covers, you know, the tip of the globe. Uh, but in other maps, uh, it actually expands, you know, much, much bigger, covering, uh, pretty much another thing, dude. All our maps, like, no maps are in agreement. Right, 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 which makes it, you know, crazy, you know, and, and confusing. Uh, I mean, the literal term of what defines Antarctica, uh, is any land or ice shelves south of 60 degree latitude. You know, so basically anything south of that. Yeah. That's <laughs> massive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that is, that is massive. That the is the whole bottom of the world. Pretty yeah. much, you know, <laughs> like, uh, again, uh, you know, like the maps that, we see don't give it justice yeah you know like this is you know massive massive land that they're not letting regular folk access to well first of all who would have access to it if like regular folk wouldn't for one it would be rich people that's what i mean so why isn't uh jeff bezos or you know like uh with all his resource and money uh fucking go and start drilling and start setting up colonies. I mean, they're setting up, uh, if anything, I would actually implore them to first build uh, sustainable colonies there because it is harsh, you know, super weathers, uh, you know, so they can test out and get all the kinks out before they're trying to um, explore, you know, and populate other fucking planets. You know what I mean? Like the weather there is so harsh. That I know that they've done, but you know, why, like research and all that. Why would you want to go to a planet that's super fucking cold? Oh, well, again, just the resources. I mean, yeah, it is cold from out, you know, outside, but the whole point that we were talking about is, you know, who's going to have access to it? It's going to be rich people and they're going to have access not to vacation. It's to tap into all those, you know, mm. resources, metals, no, everything that the is there. Do. That's the government's property, like it, private corporations. That's what I mean. Well, yeah, hold of it until it's divvied up by government. I guess that's true because that's what hence the treaty, you know. Um, but it's like, like, nah, he, but he probably like, has no interest in it. First of all, he's like, why the fuck do I care about? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I want to no, get no, off this planet because you were just talking about, you know, yeah. like, like it would probably be rich people if they, you know, everybody. I'm had saying access like to access it. to like going there first of all because it would probably be expensive as fuck to just even. It is expensive. A trip to yeah, Antarctica. even even the uh, you know like the guided tour uh, that you take. Uh, you have to go through a process to get permits. Uh, and again, it's a guided tour. So it's not like you're going off the reservation. Uh, I mean, it's, it's no man's land. You know, there's, yeah, there's nothing that, you know, that is, that is near. Ice and white snow and cold. Right. And no, my wind. point was when you were talking about, you know, like, yeah, like, I guess at one point or at what, well, at what point if Antarctica is there with, all those uh, untapped resources, uh, yet all the other countries are f- were fighting uh, for the other limited resources in all these other countries. When again, right below, potentially there could be a ton more of resources for us. 
to tap into. If all these countries, I mean, it's so vast that all these countries can divvy it up and have enough, you know? I mean, it's never enough, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just kind of like my question. <laughs> the other part, too, is what we were talking about is that connection to hollow earth and also uh, to possible, possibly aliens. Um, you know, what if it is that? What if it is like a portal or what if it is? Oh, you know, yeah, because that's where USOs come in because a lot of reports um, about flying objects also come from uh, places that are near water, say uh, Oceanside. Or okay. people that have been in water on ships, either naval ships or their own private ships or yachts or whatever the fuck. But they've seen lights in the ocean all of a sudden appear mm. and then they get bigger and bigger and then they just pop out of the ocean and they just start flying in the fucking sky and going to space. Atlantis? And they're like, what the fuck is that? And they call those uh, USOs for underwater submerged objects or something like USOs? that. USOs? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no explanation for them. I mean, there's a few theories as to what they could be. Like, maybe, like, actual organisms, like, biological organisms that produce light and can both be in water and air. Mm. Um, but, I mean, that doesn't explain the speed, either. Right. And then going in into, like, yeah, the stratosphere, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And then dive down, too. Like, all of a sudden, just come yeah. down and just <laughs> go down and barely I make mean, any, like, splash yeah. or anything like that, yeah. Um, I, I mean, obviously, it would be something beyond our realm if it was a natural organism that we'd be able to do that. So, yeah, I mean, maybe there are bases under there that mm. weren't aware of that this either alien race, civilization, or other dimensional being entity thing. Are there or just passing through? Or? Yeah, yeah. And they kind of use it as a like a truck, a truck stop almost. Yeah. Well, you know, we've only explored 4%. It's a ridiculously low number. Uh, it almost sounds fake. But yeah, like 4% of our oceans. Uh, and we don't have the abilities, you know, to go all the way down, you know, to all those all those steps. <laughs> so could there be? Yeah, there could. I mean, you know, the, the <clears throat> world is, is, is so massive. Uh, I mean... Yes, you know, with the internet and the World Wide Web, we have access to other different countries, but it's still a massive fucking world. Yeah, but we can't explore it. That's that's what I mean, that there could yeah. be so much more that's, you know, that's hidden. Uh, and again, and the limits. other things, and the other thing too is all the, all the cool shit, you know, is off limits. So it's not like we can just go and explore, you know, and, Antarctica. And so, so when Admiral Byrd came out, you know, and he gave these interviews and he spoke about that. There was obviously a lot of shock and also backlash, you know, because uh, normally they try to go after the person's character, but being a highly decorated, yeah, you know, um, military figure, you know, in the public uh, and in the public eye, he was seen as a hero, you know, mm-hmm. again. Uh, so it was very discussed. difficult to kind of go after yeah, his character and credit him and smear him. So, I mean, uh, I'm sure it was, you know, like to a shock for him, like to come out and fucking start. It's probably talking like, insane. just, just let him keep talking. He's going to just start sounding crazy at some point. And he was much older, yeah. obviously, you know, at this age. And I think, uh, I mean, obviously that worked because not a lot of people know about what yeah. he talked about, about, you know, what, what happened. Uh, so at the time, you know, obviously he was seen as a kook, 
right? Yeah. Uh, and even all these other conspiracy theories, you know, stories. Uh, but again, we've, you know, mentioned that, you know, the, the Pentagon came out and they recognize, you know, that, uh, there are unidentified, unidentified flying mm-hmm. objects. So it's okay. What more? I'm not saying here's the hard proof, but even if the Pentagon, we're talking about military, they have to go through all these checks. Yeah. They're not just gonna, it's not some, it's not Bob, you know, that works at a military base and, hey, you wanna hear some shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the fucking Pentagon. So Bob it has down, to, bro. it has to go, um, through clearances for that information. Not only that, they're not just gonna come out and say that on a Tuesday just because they feel whimsically. You know, uh, it's going to come out in a way that they're going to know, like, okay, either it's going to set us up for the next phase, something for them to benefit, or they're like, all right, we got to let them know because shit is coming, you know, or start preparing, or or maybe it's an experiment, or, you know, we don't know what the fuck. But again, they're literally, our government is coming out and saying, yeah, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> you know, so... Who's to say that, yeah, there isn't another portal to Hollow Earth? Um, right. So you fucking wasted 60, 70 years of our money on these programs just to say, uh, we, we don't know what it is, man. We're, we're just as stumped as you. Pretty much. Could have said that from fucking Roswell. Yeah. And if you, uh, so. But in Roswell, they actually said they saw aliens. So, I mean, they, yeah. would, they would have to know what it is. They just well, well, Roswell, so this was, uh, what, 1950? 50s. 4 of an identified, you know, flying object. The local news, the local newspaper actually did report on it as well as uh, different eyewitness reports because, you know what I mean, this was so new that the military and everything hadn't gotten a grip of that yet. So there were actually reports and there were actually newspaper articles. 47? So we were a little off. So 1947. Um, but there were actual reports as well as, you know, documented interviews of eyewitness reports of what they saw and uh, the crash, uh, some of the components that they didn't look, you know, like anything that was, uh, as far as, you know, American-made or anything that was, you know, made in that era, uh, and also bodies. And the military came in, they took all that stuff off, and then they came in and started, obviously, kind of wiping everything, stealing, you know, blocking everything. Like, they were trying to just, obviously, contain. Uh, and this is around the time that, uh, Area 51, you know, was, uh, was established, essentially. Uh, I forgot, um, what, uh, UFO, uh, theories out there made a very good correlation of, uh, how U.S. technology at the time was behind oh, German. Yeah. We were actually behind German mm-hmm. technology. They were at the highest, um, and we were trying to catch up to them. And then all of a sudden, we got yeah. and so many advancements. After Roswell, all of a sudden, the U.S. within fucking 10 years comes up with, like, TVs, phones, yeah. uh, and then, like, computers and shit, fiber optic yeah, CDs, cables, yeah, and, CDs. like, uh, memory sticks, and, like, all within 20, 30 years after that, like, Jesus Christ, what happened? Well, yeah, to your point, um, either there's, there's different conspiracy theories that uh, there was at least one survivor 
of uh, the crash yeah. from Roswell. Yeah, one being. And that they, it was it was alive for, I think, a couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so obviously, you know, they shared or either shared willingly or maybe not willingly, you know, uh, their technology. And apparently it was trying to repair its uh, ship, uh, but was not able to. It died. I read, and I, I can't, I'm not recalling the reference, but we've seen uh, this uh, physicist that he was talking about how they used to. Bob Lazar? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was one and there was another one. But Bob Lazar, yeah, he was talking about how, you know, they would take him in uh, by airplane to this base. Everything was uh, secretive, uh, decompartmentalized. Ugh, that was a terrible word. Decompartmentalized. <laughs> I didn't know what you said. Yeah. No, I'm trying to say what you said. Compartmentalized. No, decompartmentalized. We'll edit this. I don't this. even know what you're trying to say. Like, the military, like, they put in different, like, departments. So that way people, they don't know all the, <laughs> the, the, the whole facts. So, yes. So, uh, Bob Lazar, uh, spoke about how, you know, they pretty much had, like, nobody knew the whole picture. They just had groups of either scientists or physicists come in, um, in small compartments, uh, doing a small specific task. Uh, and then they would be dismissed once that was completed. Uh, no one knew the entire, you know, uh, kind of picture. Yeah. And they would bring in some what they were making. Pretty much, you know, and that's how they kept the secret in control. But he did come out as seeing how a couple of times he did see in, in some of the hangars, uh, those flying objects. Yeah. Yes. UFOs. Roswell. Uh, you mentioned that after Roswell, uh, technology definitely did, you know, improve. Um, yeah. at a ridiculous scale and has continued, you know, at this point, you know, yeah. to, to, to improve. Yeah. I mean, did I mention my UFO experience on the podcast? You have not. This would be a no. good time. No, maybe another time. <laughs> Keep him under suspense. <laughs> you guys want to hear about my UFO story? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. Um, but, but I was going to say. We heard the crowd. Um. I don't really subscribe to the hollow earth theory, but I do think maybe that there, yeah, like underwater, there could be bases because we can, I mean, we can already make almost like buildings underwater. And I think they might even be able to make like small cities like underwater. There's already probably, I'm sure companies. there's probably like a military base underwater. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So I'm assuming that there could be some sort of um, thing down there. Uh, with a small living quarter area, uh, with actual people living down there or aliens or whatever have you. I don't know what they are because other civilizations do talk about, uh, beings coming from underground or worlds that are within mm -hmm. this world or inside of this earth. For instance, the Native Americans that we mentioned say that yeah. their creators were brothers inside. or two beings that came from underground inside the earth and through the caves in um, South America mm -hmm. they were able to um, live pretty much and make civilizations in those they were caverns massive. Yeah, yeah, massive. Yeah, they were huge they spanned yeah. the whole fucking country I think they spread to the US as well yeah. uh, this ancient civilization but uh, yeah there's been a couple of different you know uh, conspiracy theories one of them being uh, the Atlanteans um, the other being with, you know, with the natives, we were talking about 
how they were actually given permission to enter Hollow Earth uh, because they were, you know, one and in tune and a peaceful uh, society uh, when they were, you know, coming and being invaded because uh, all their, you know, they, they disappeared as well as all, yeah. like the gold, you know, as well disappeared. Yeah. And there weren't like massive graves. So it is a, a mystery of how, you know, this civilization just completely went. So that is, you know, during the early colonizing, you know, the Americas where uh, the Europeans brought in, well, it was the Spaniards first that brought in slavery and death and disease and all that. So, yeah, who is to say that all of that is not, you know, in some way connected? I mean, again, the earth is so freaking massive. And, and it's funny because they make us feel like there's lack of space, you know. Uh, I mean, granted, some countries are, you know, more crowded than others. But even here in the U.S., I mean, there's so much land, you know, that is still not, you know, populated. I mean, yeah, we're super concentrated in cities. Uh, but, I mean, again, we can continue to expand. There's just, it's vast. Who's there's they? so much. First of all, who's they? You said they make you feel so... Like, oh, I guess, I guess they... Who's meaning, they? Who do you well, mean? meaning and like... How do they like, make me feel that way? Well, I, I guess because it's... Because I don't feel that way. That that there's, like, you know, like, there's not enough space. I know space. there's a ton of land. Like, you know what I, mean? I just want to go to Montana because it's in the middle of nowhere yeah. and I'd be left alone. Like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but I mean, I you know, like, like they make us feel like that. Like, you know, oh, there's not enough room. <laughs> Again, like in the cities, you know, like, like that's why things, but you, you know, live in cost, the city. cost more. Or even the bur- the suburbs, you know, uh, meaning that there's, you know, all the great real estate is being taken up and everything. So, kind of got off topic. But yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, getting all political. I wasn't trying to. No, <laughs> I was just talking about how, you know, the the point that I was just trying to make is that the world is just so massive that, you know, there could be other uh, civilizations. There could be other fucking things living. Like, you know, like what the hell do we know? You know. We Another just... example is. Shambhala and the Buddhists go on because they believe the underworld is inside the earth and they can visit the underworld once we die and kind of like Dante you know the book yeah uh, Greek, Greek Dante's mythology Inferno. the river sticks yeah, uh, there's um, he has to travel inside the earth you know into hell yeah. and there's um, what seven I think seven layers seven uh, that he's got to go to, and those are, you know, like layers of suffering or whatnot. The seven deadly sins. Yeah. It's it's around everywhere, actually, where some sort of, uh, I think the Aztecs or the Incas or some shit also have uh, Chibalba or some shit like that. Chibalba. Yeah. Well, even the, the, the Egyptians, the Egyptians, yeah. you know, Anubis. Oh, yeah, yeah, Anubis. The underworld, yeah, yeah the underworld. Anubis. So the whole idea of a world within the earth is yeah. not. You know, like and like I said, even concept. even the ancient Greeks, you know, they had the belief of the other world. Yeah, that you can yeah. take the river sticks, you know, to get to it. Mm-hmm. Well, they they stole it from the Egyptians, but yeah, I just I don't know. I don't I don't know. Maybe bird, maybe like um, was hallucinating or something. Like okay. maybe he went across, you know, like uh, something that was releasing gas. You know, he was he wasn't he was too low and. He maybe he got a blast of that fume, almost like a geyser mm-hmm. or something like that. That was like gas or something. Uh, Asked him to, you know, kind of like it could be. Uh, so 
In the Bermuda Triangle, apparently. The where? Uh, Bermuda Triangle. Okay. <laughs> they said Bermuda. <laughs> no, Bermuda. In the Bermuda Triangle, um, you know, everybody knows it. This is the point of Florida, you know, uh, yeah, Cuba. The Bahamas. The Bahamas, the little, you know, triangle. Yeah. So obviously it's in the name. But, you know, for forever it's been under, you know, like a, a cloud of just a lot of mysticism and mystery. There's been, you know, ships, planes that have disappeared and apparently some that have appeared. And what they've explored is that underground, there's actually pockets of methane uh, that is that is released. So mm-hmm. these pockets of methane, often what happens is they'll, they'll, you know, they'll build together as they come out and release into the air. Methane's a lot lighter. So, for example, uh, planes is reported that sometimes they'll literally just fall from the air. And this is Probably because of the change. Probably get hit one of those. Oof. Yeah, you know. So that is the belief. Uh, it also uh, is believed, uh, I think it was in Mythbusters, where they were kind of, you know, like, um, trying not to admit, is that enough of a methane pocket could actually flip a ship. Oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's that, you know, so to your point... Uh, you know, yeah, obviously methane, you know, like people don't know methane is pretty much what is farts. farts. (laughs) So a lot of methane. um, Farts are deadly. They can be very deadly. That's right. And silent. And sometimes. They can be silent (laughs) and deadly. That's right. That is, that is correct. Uh, Especially Georgi's. (laughs) Shout out to Georgi. He knows what he did. So, yes, all right, it all comes full circle, or exploring, you know, hollow theory. earth, aliens, gases, <laughs> it all comes all to farting. We're all just a bunch of gases, actually. We're all just a bunch of gases. Everything's yeah. just a bunch of gases. We're full of gas. Yeah. Full of methane gas, pretty much. You're full of gas, bro. <laughs> My other theory is is that he was traveling or, you know, flying um, across Antarctica, and that, like he said, he felt like his own... Um, his plane was kind of, he just kind of lost, yeah, lost yeah, control and he was guided. kind of being guided. I think maybe that, maybe some UFOs did do that. To kind of take yeah. him in. And... But then they kind of like, maybe, because a lot of people report when they have UFO interaction that they kind of like communicate um, uh, psychically, right? Uh, with their minds. Yeah, telepathically. Oh, telepathically, sorry. Uh, with their minds, right? So they're like, I know they're talking, but we're not opening our mouths. Yeah. yeah. I can hear him and understand him and whatnot. So maybe they kind of took over his mind and kind Just of like put him in a trance. sedated him and put him in a trance mm-hmm. where he thought he was like, oh, another world. Like, because I, I, I swear, I mean, don't quote me on this. Well, we can look it up later or you guys can look it up. But I think he said that he did kind of pass out. And when he woke or came to, that's when he saw that he was like in this another world, basically. Okay. So maybe these aliens, when they took control of his aircraft, they... Kind of like sedated him, put him under, and when he woke up, um, he thought he was somewhere else, and they had to kind of like create a relatable environment for him so mm-hmm. that he wouldn't freak out. Um, okay, he's like, "Oh shit, I'm with aliens in a ship in the fucking space!" Like, you know. Oh, whatever, I see what you're you know, saying. Like, so, but like, it was all like in his mind, basically. Okay. So, because I don't, I don't think he's lying. Yeah, I don't think he would lie. crazy to think what he saw at that moment or did he so you don't subscribe to it nah not really 
like I said, I think it was kind of either in his mind or maybe he experienced something, but I don't think there's actually a hole oh, in the bottom of the earth. And right. then there's another whole planet inside of the earth. Uh, you're right, because we, we have tried to drill and we can't because it gets too hot. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, so. Futurama, was it Futurama? I don't recall if you Didn't they do like a big ass drill to the center of the, or try to drill to the center of the earth? It could be. There's different shows. I, I can't recall specifically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, with that being said, uh, yeah, no Hollow Earth unless, I mean, there are books, obviously fictional books, you know, that explore the ideas. Um, Journey I think to they, the center of the earth. They romanticize, you know, yeah. definitely, you yeah. know, the idea of that. Uh, and it's cool books, cool movies, you know, as well. Uh, recently I it's did see... It's an enticing see, theory, too. It really you know, is, yeah. Like, that there are yeah. other people living inside. Or like. something else, you know, like, um, I recently saw Godzilla versus King Kong. <laughs> oh, yeah, they actually... Uh, <laughs> they talk I, about the I saw a correlation about yeah. uh, the center Earth. Too. It actually, the way that they did it was actually yeah. really cool. Um, and inside, yeah, it was, you know, pretty much, um, you know, like, like uh, other, you know, other... Well, dinosaurs, essentially, yeah, you know, yeah. like other, other, other species that, um, have oh, not Bird, been. Didn't Bird say that? That he saw dinosaurs? I, I think you mentioned it. Or a mammoth or you something know, like that. A mammoth yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. You know, yeah. if you guys want to share some information or in comments, you know, feel free or would like to reach out. Uh, but yeah, right now, obviously, we have no proof for a hollow earth. Yet. Right, unless we go to Antarctica, and if you want to help us fund that trip to Antarctica, that's right. You can donate to a uh, mine hack <laughs> through the uh, support. There yeah. you go. We'll recreate Emerald Bird's journey <laughs> with four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, we will even learn how to fly a plane. We're coming, <laughs> Antarctica. We're coming. <laughs> we're Antarctic Treaty System. We're gonna challenge you. What if we get arrested? <laughs> immediately immediately by the penguin police <laughs> <laughs> the emperor penguins um they'll beak us to death they could yeah. you know what if oh, we got scared of us what if we got all the penguins there are there dude that's true i mean they are intimidating just of how formal they look you know can't really fight these dudes and knock you down and little tuxedos knock you off the cliff of a freaking iceberg dude those they dudes are like 200 feet tall man <laughs> uh, the the cliffs, not yeah, the, the not the penguins. <laughs> no, not that the would penguins. be that would be insane. Well, those are the inner Earth penguins. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, guys, and on that note, <laughs> we're gonna leave you with that thought: inner giant penguins taking over the world, <laughs> possibly. All hail Emperor Penguin! <laughs> I wonder if that's where the name comes from. Probably they're called Emperor Penguins. Yeah. Oh, Penguin Club. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, peace out. Peace.